You mentioned earlier you went out uh, on Black Friday, got some deals, got some swag and that sort of thing. Sweet. But Cyber Monday, Daniel, has continued to just absolutely explode in terms of the volume done, uh, just the amount of money spent and that sort of thing. Based on data from Adobe Analytics, sales swelled to $9.4 billion by the end of Cyber wow. Monday, growing 19.7% year over year and beating last year's record of nearly $8 billion spent. Wow. Pretty insane numbers coming out of Cyber Monday. Yeah, that's huge growth. Yeah. And that really goes to show kind of what we were talking about on last week's uh, Friday episode. Or was it? No, last week's Wednesday episode. Yeah. Um, we didn't have a Friday episode. We were off. Um, where we talked about, uh, you know, the need for Black Friday to adapt to the the experience economy Mm -hmm. and the need to bring people into their store for more than just the deals. Right. I mean, even though I went to Macy's on Black Friday, I was a traditional shopper. It was kind of dead. I mean, yeah, there were people there and, you know, there were sales going on and the lines were a little annoying because I think they were mostly understaffed. Not that it was like super bustling, but... When I was driving there, I thought, oh, my gosh, there's, like, this one exit on the highway that's going to be brutal. Right. Super backed up. You know, the mall is going to be horrible. And it was honestly pretty normal. Yeah. It was just kind of a normal, like, weekend feel. It wasn't like, OMG, giant surge of, of charging monsters running to each department store for a sale. Um I think these numbers are indicative of people understand that they can get the same, if not better, deals from the comfort of their PJs and their laptop instead of having to deal with, you know, mobs of people. Um, And I don't think stores have fully understood that from like a how do we keep people coming into our store? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. This is th- these are big numbers and I, definitely I, shouldn't be ignored. I don't know how brick and mortar stores change the narrative around Black Friday because this is part of what we talked about last week is that when I think about Black Friday, I think about crowded stores. I think about traffic. I think about people getting trampled for a TV, right? Yeah. Like that's the narrative in my head. And some and people kind of like that. Some people kind of like that, but also like that's a that's a large deterrent for a lot of people, right? Definitely. Like if if the narrative in my mind all involves negative things that I don't like dealing with. I don't like traffic on a daily basis. Why would I go out and deal with it? Right. So somehow brick and mortar has to find a way to flip that narrative somehow to make it exotic, fun, cool again to go out on Black Friday and to actually brave the various elements that you're going to run into because it's no longer essential for your shopping operations for the holidays because Cyber Monday and the other deals that go on online are just as appealing and shipping is fantastic and quick and easy these days and the only real thing that uh what's what's the worst narrative around you know shipping or getting uh packages either they're late which amazon doesn't really do or someone comes and steals them off of your front porch and then you get it again for free exactly that's that's the worst thing that happens pretty much so I don't know how exactly uh, retail should do this, but it's just obvious that, that Cyber Monday has continued to grow and grow in popularity. And so if brick and mortars are going to stick around, I think they have to find a way to adjust. I found this number interesting as well, Daniel. It turns out smartphones were the device of choice uh, with mobile transactions ranking in a record $3.1 billion. Wow. So more and more people shopping from their phone, again, which makes a lot of sense. Pretty surprising to me. 
you know, when I do online shopping, I typically go to my computer, just feels more official. But I think some people, there is literally just a convenience of, oh, I'm at work. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, you know, pop open Amazon real quick on my phone, see what's, you know, what the deals are. I'm just going to order this. I wonder about the effectiveness of like, uh, like ads on Instagram and that Mm. sort of thing. I've gotten more and more ads. And I think it's becoming better at targeting like things that I've looked at recently and I'll get an ad and I'll be like, shoot, yeah, I do want that. Yeah. You know, and, and then just like open it like within the Instagram app and just go and like three kick- clicks later, I've bought what I would need. You know, right. like it's it's becoming very easy. The ads are targeted. I'm seeing stuff I want anyways. And so I'm like, hey, it's Cyber Monday. What a great de- 75% off. Are you serious? What? Like, yeah. Take my money. <laughs> Give it to me. Yes, I, I understand the uh, <laughs> the intrigue of solid targeted advertising and i I have a feeling that there's probably a good portion of sales you know not any kind of majority or even plurality but a chunk of sales that came or were directed to those sites via targeted ads sure as much as we'd like to dunk on them because a lot of them are dumb or just kind of creepy um i think you know often that targeted advertising is there for a reason you Mm -hmm. were searching for something and if it's done right boom you locked yourself a sale but regardless, I mean, these numbers are are really solid. Um, people were buying Nintendo Switches. They were buying a lot of video games per usual. Um, Samsung TVs, Apple laptops, um, the new Star Wars video game. Gotta love it. A go lot of fun. Go buy yourself a Star Wars. Go, go, go get into a Star Wars. <laughs> um, and I really think that if brick and mortars want to continue to own Black Friday in the way that it's owned now uh, and not kind of lose the intrigue of those deals to Cyber Monday entirely, I think there needs to be a focused conversation about how to get people into the store for more than just the deals. What are you offering that's unique? What are you offering that's exciting? You know, maybe you hire some talent to come and perform at your store. Interesting. Maybe you, uh, you know, partner with a local charity organization and you make it more of an event. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I don't know, you get together with all the other complexes in your mall space, you know, on your floor. And, you know, it becomes like a like a flea market of sorts and that, you know, people bring out items into like the hallways and it becomes more of like a bizarre like yeah market event you know what i mean where like you're walking through the halls of a market i mean like there's ways to theme it there's ways to present it the ideas are are limitless uh however they need to be done and i think the large you know best buys targets amazons uh, macy's jc pennies like they can all kind of afford to not do that because of the name recognition and because people probably will still shop for their stuff on Cyber Monday. But for these smaller stores that try to take advantage of Black Friday, mm-hmm. your mom and pops, um, even like just your mid-sized brands, uh, locales, let's say they're even just state-oriented, right? Um, they, I think, are really going to suffer from uh, this shift over to Cyber Monday. Uh, you know, they're the ones that have less name recognition, less awareness around their brand, and they're the ones that are going to have to try the hardest to turn their Black Friday experience into an experience and into an event and something greater than just deals. So that's why on this show, 
we stand what is it a small business saturday small business saturday yes yes yes, we stand small business saturday yeah this was a snippet from business casual with daniel litwin and tyler kern your b2b morning radio show tune in wednesdays and fridays at 9 a.m central on the simple radio app or marketscale.com slash industries